Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If you're not sure, if you're going to take a shot, their beard will stick out like it, it, it's not long enough to hang. It just kind of sticks out like a little penis in the middle of their chest. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting to see. It just looks like a, like a little, yeah. just like a little, yeah. Welcome Episode 12. Episode 44. Okay. We can put them whatever order we want. It's our podcast. Sometimes I think about that, that uh, we should have started. Yeah, like a random number? Yeah, like at, at 1,008. And so we were like, welcome to episode 1,008. Like the 1,007 before this or so archived. What's the, what's the likelihood, you know, that anybody ever does 500,000 podcasts? Right? It's pretty unlikely. So what if we started at 500,000 and counted backwards? Mm. Welcome to episode 5,000. I'm going to 500,000. Welcome to episode. That'd be a lot to say. Can you, um, so yeah. So if you post this one, could you post this one as episode 5,000? Yeah, you can, you can write it and say whatever you want in the title. That's where I put it. I don't put So there's a section whenever you post it where you can, uh, you can create like chapters and episode or whatever in it it ties it into the, the actual RSS information yeah. instead of just the title. I leave it in just the title so that I have full control over. You should title that. this one episode 5,000. I can. I certainly can. Do it. This is episode five. Well, episode 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so we are recording this podcast um, a little bit ahead of schedule. You, We've been trying to keep a schedule of... Um, not recording anything more than a week ahead of time, which this is about a week ahead of time of when we would normally uh, record it just so that, because things ch are changing so quickly within the company and uh, it just makes a better conversation whenever it's relevant. It's relevant, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's up to kind of um, it's fresh, uh, but you and uh, your wife are going out of town. Yeah, we're going out of town. We're taking our first vacation and probably 
I don't know. Oh, a long time. Yeah, a long well, we time. Get to, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to where we'll we're get going. To, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter which way we do it. That one's already been drunken out of. Yep. This one's clean. So you're going to Vegas. I'm going to Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is like your favorite place in the world. Pretty close to uh, it, right? You really, you really enjoy it. We'll just put it that way. I like going to Vegas. Yes, uh, for not the reasons people think. Gambling, I don't really do. I mean, I will waste a ton of money gambling. Sure. And a ton means like $120. That's a ton of money to waste <laughs> on gambling. But that's not why I like Vegas. We'll get into why I like Vegas and what we're doing. I'll kind of talk about it because it has something to do with whiskey. But this episode is powered by Smoke Wagon Small Batch Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, fresh bottle pop as well. So this is the... I love their bottles. Gold wax seal on the um, the brown the brown rose bottle or whatever you're going to call it. But it's the one with the yeah. gold. I love those bottles, black, man. Not like, the uncut. I do too. If you, take, if you took the name Smoke Wagon away, which is like a nickname for a pistol, obviously. Yes. You took that away and you just showed me that bottle, I would say that 100% belongs in... A in the wild, west, the wild yeah. west, you know. It's and just, so, if you listen cool. to him talk, he he, they talk about how he came up with the name. And it had, he was like, "I like the dual pistols. Like, I just always liked it." And so, the actual name of um, the distillery is the Nevada HNC Distilling Company, and okay. most people don't even know that. Um, but yeah, so Smoke Wagon. It's um, his name, guy's name is Aaron A Aaron. Uh, so for, here's a bottle pop on. Um, not, well, not the best, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't. That's not indicative of the whiskey. Blop, 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 blop. The sound of bottle pops is a category in and of itself, completely irrelevant to how yes. good the, t- the whiskey tastes or the quality is. <laughs> yep. Some so, people will argue otherwise, but I. No, because some of the most expensive bottles that I've bought, the tops are loose as shit. Like yeah, when you go to and I heard an argument the other day about um, the direct correlation between uh, real corks versus synthetic and real yeah. bottles with real corks being better whiskey. And I this looks like BS. This is a synthetic cork. So. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's This is also a cheap bottle. I think, I think these are $30, $32. Really? Pretty sure is what I paid for. Or this one was, one was 42 one was 32 Either way, not expensive, but yep. that's the way Aaron wants them. Yeah, he's um, a cool guy. So we've had the, cool anyways. This is fairly new to us, the smoke wagon. We had the um, uncut unfiltered, which I love. I had actually had some of that last night. Uh, that bottle's over halfway gone already. You're welcome. <laughs> so this is the small batch. Like I've never had this. Taste. Oh, okay. Um, it's interesting for sure. <clears throat> cheers. Like it. It's good. It's Touch a the table. Uh, Touch the table. Give me shit. You did something last time we did this. Are you sure? Yeah. It was at that table in there. I believe it's a. It's a. It is a high rye. (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm getting as the. uh, The rye. It is. um, What's the? No, it's a hundred proof. Yes. I would actually guess a little bit lower. It's good. It's really good, actually. Yeah, I like it. The, uh, the uncut and filtered is, is um, like, I don't know that there's anything that tastes like it. It's a very different mouthfeel. Well, I had it last night with the uh, Booker's Backyard Barbecue. Oh, yeah? And uh, the Backyard Barbecue's good. It's got a nice long finish on it, but the um, there's just something about 
that uncut, unfiltered. But yeah, this um this is an MGP product. Um Okay. It's a byproduct of aging the German sourced rye that they use. So it says uh, there's a lovely sweetness that's akin to raisins soaked in brandy. Never <laughs> never uh, heard of that as a tasting note, but that makes sense. But yeah, it's definitely a, a high rye. Pretty bold. So there's I'm trying to I'm looking for the taste has something sweet that's not um it's pine needles is what I'm getting. It's sweet, but it's not like a lot of time with a lot of bourbons you get um molasses like in like a vanilla vanilla cream. Yeah, like a this brown sugar. This is more sugar. of a um brown sugar or caramel. Like it, it's more of a caramel to me. Yeah, um I can get that. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. I think this would go really well with a cigar, actually. We were talking about on our our podcast with uh, One Nation about whiskeys or coffees that go well with cigars, but this would go really well with a cigar, which I'm not yeah. surprised by because he's he always smoking a cigar. cigars, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's probably, he probably built it to be cigar-friendly. I don't know. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions um, when, we get, when we get to Vegas. We're going... Uh, Cherries. That's what it is. There's cherries, chocolate covered cherries. I could say that. Yeah. I did see one of the. I was. I don't remember where I was reading it from, but one of the places I was reading it had uh, said that it, the pairing was with a chocolate. Yeah, they did a chocolate I could see pairing. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I do too. I'm interested to see um, now with the other because I have the other one too. See mm-hmm. what it tastes like. How many? How many can you get? Uh, are readily available. So the best way to get it is to go to his website. Oh, really? And then it says buy or buy online or something like that. Okay. And there's like five or six links on there to places that sell. I see. So you had to order them. Yeah. He's only in seven states. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to get it, but it's, um, I just looked yesterday because I was looking, I wanted to get another uncut and filtered and I couldn't find one, but, um, I saw a small batch in a couple of different places for sale. And they were there this is the forty two dollar one. So okay. the clear bottle with the same design but it's printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's the that one's thirty two dollars. Okay. Um, yeah, I like it. It's good. But yeah, it's fairly easy to find. People people freak out about it and say they can't find it, but I've had no problems finding it. Clearly. And that was one thing I told Aaron too. Um like I don't I don't want you to send me anything. I'm not here to take anything from you. I can buy it. I'm an adult. Yeah. And uh, and I think he liked that. Not that he doesn't like to give away stuff, but I think that he liked the fact that um, I was hitting him up because I genuinely want to talk to him. It's not because I want some free, want free smoke yeah. wagon. I'm not coming from yeah. from a company or a brand looking for some way to to do business. You just yeah. genuinely I – think, I think that's the right way to approach these. Yes. As we move on and we look at doing distilleries and – visiting places it's it's to do it that way yeah we're we're here because we want to be we don't want anything from you we just want to talk to you and learn and if it's okay record some content along the way yeah um i guess that is asking for something but i'm not asking for you to give me anything more than your time i asked him if i could do uh, donuts in his parking lot yeah he said yes that's awesome so i rented i will show it to you as i tell you i will show you or whatever i know what you rented last time so is this something more exciting to me, for, for it's you, more it exciting. Is? Yeah. So last time I rented a 458 Italia Ferrari. Right. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's a Ferrari though, but... I think cars are like bourbons. It's relative, right? Like, yes. 
I would probably honestly be more excited to drive an Audi A8 than I would a Porsche. Sure. I yeah. just, I don't know. Make sense? I don't Everybody's know. different. Right. The cars are different. I was looking at uh, Maybachs, like, mm-hmm. or Mazda, like really nice Rolls Royces. I was looking at those, um, thinking that they would be cheaper. Yeah, because it's not a supercar. Uh, but they weren't. They were a lot more expensive. It was it was nineteen hundred dollars for a day for this uh, Rolls Royce I was looking at. The two door. I, I wonder if it's the because they. Doors. I wonder if it's because they get rented less. I think it's because they get rented more by wealthy people. Where I think sports cars are rented hourly. I see. By okay, yeah, I get people it. like you and I. I get it. Um, but yeah, so this is what I got. I got. Plum Crazy Purple Porsche 911 GT3 RS, which is a race car. That is a race car. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a race car. Um, is your wheel and everything in order? I'm going to actually, <laughs> I'll just say it here uh, so it's recorded. Everything goes to Gus Brown if Andy and I die. If Andy's still alive, you got to ask her. There are very few people in this world that get things from me and they know who they are and they will. And I've told them that you get it all. So when I die and they find out, they're going to get a hold of you and be like, Matt said I could have this thing. Now everyone's heard this and everyone's going to come Well, people tell don't me. know what I own, right? So it would be a very specific thing. Okay. Like, for instance, Fair enough. that 1911 I just got, yeah. Tom, he's going to hit you up and be like, Matt said I could have that. Got it. And I did. So, you know. One of the car goes to one person, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I don't own that much stuff. Most of what I have, there is a loan attached to it. So, so. it's going to go back to the bank. <laughs> yeah. So, so with all said and done, you're going to have yeah. a very small storage unit with four cats in it. Oh, the fucking cats. Yeah. So good luck with that. I'll keep the big one. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Jeff? Such a funny name to give a cat. Well, it's uh, it's the dude, man. I know. It's the dude. But so it's... that's what you call him. It's the dude. So, so it's going to be fun. Um how long do you have it for? So I did a 24-hour rental. Okay. Um, and I got tire insurance for $45 because I learned my mistake last time <laughs> by not getting tire insurance. And they – so do they, they measure the tread before and yeah. after? And if people don't know that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so they have a tread depth um, tool that they, they measure the tread depth before and after. Um, what If you don't mind me asking, what did it cost you on the Ferrari? Don't remember. I was. Big I just got home from Afghanistan. Oh, I just got back from Afghanistan. So I, was, so I didn't. I didn't really care. Yeah. But yeah, the um, GT3R's top speed, 193 miles per hour. Good lord. Yep. Flat six, 9,000 RPM. Says it will melt the heart of man. I would not. I would not be a good friend if I did not, one time at least, plug and just say, "Be careful." Now that so did the say, Nurburgring in six fifty six. Which is really fast. Um, yeah. That car, that specific car or that yeah. model? The specific car. No kidding. So the clutch, the um, it's got that DD, the DSG kind of like the Volkswagen setup. Mm-hmm. It's a, a millisecond, less than a millisecond shift time. So pop, 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 pop. And you're, you know, that's how fast it shifts. Paddle? Yeah. Nice. Um but yeah, and it's got a roll cage on the inside, which is the same color as the outside, so the which question, is purple, wasn't it? What? As if it was a paddle shifter. I don't, yeah, how are you going to shift a, a manual? Yeah, stick? you could put it in, in auto mode. As oh, you well. can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't make them with clutches anymore. I don't believe. Really? If they, if they do, it's been a while. Hmm. They don't. A lot of cars don't come with clutches anymore. Unfortunately. 
But yeah, I'm running that. And then uh, a guy I'm going with, I think he got an Aventador. I'm pretty sure. So him and I are going to go there and, and do smoky burnouts and donuts at uh, Smoke Wagon's facility. Unless he, hopefully he's, hopefully he didn't say all those things thinking you were just another Instagram person who's joking. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to hit him up this week because I mean, we're leaving Friday, next Friday. But since we haven't been anywhere and we haven't been spending any money really and going out to eat, we're just, we're just knocking this out of the park. So we got first class flight, which is exciting. She's never ridden first, been in first class as an adult. I think she did as a kid. Do you guys have a layover? Probably in Dallas. Yeah, we're going to Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. It's Atlanta from here at Charleston to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Las Vegas. So the Atlanta to Vegas is a nice long leg. You can en- yes. enjoy all the and first the, class stuff. And the mask mandate is if you're not actively eating or drinking. Yeah. And so first class. Just eat or drink all the time. I'll be drinking the entire time. <laughs> the um, I'm going to arrive I've, ready for a nap. I, yeah, I've had I've had uh, first class a few times. Um in the, in the few times where I've not paid for it and it's just been upgraded, the uh, it's always a short leg, like yeah. here to DC. And yeah. You're like, I just got comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, there. that. Yeah. So that's cool. That'll be fun. Where are you guys staying? Um, in the car. Can't believe I just forgot. <laughs> that's great. I can Um, I mean, but to be honest, I did just kind of uh, pick a spot. No, I think I did wherever um, they're staying. Oh, okay. Jeez, why can't I think of the name of it? Um, we'll get back to it. Okay. That's cool. Is Vegas is Vegas like back up and running and open? You know, like, can you just cruise around and walk in and out of casinos and do all that stuff? So my first time we talked on the last podcast, we talked about... Um, We're staying at the Cosmo. Oh, the Cosmo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the last on the last podcast we mentioned uh that black hat conference that we both went to yeah. um that was my first time the black hat and defcon conference was my first time going to vegas and i was was it really yeah it was my first time i'd, I'd never been to vegas i don't know no, no. um so i had never like experienced the just walking down the strip and walking with alcohol in hand in and out of casinos like it reminded me like a little bit like bourbon street on uh yeah uh but instead of small smelly bars and restaurants it's huge casinos and billion dollar yeah million dollar hotels so it's a lot of walk <laughs> yeah it is. Is, is is what it, the reason i like it is because i'm a people watcher i mean oh it, before oh like when her and i were dating and we had you know we were we had n- we didn't have two pennies to rub together as they say one of the things we would do was people watch we go to a mall and just sit and watch people and um we kind of haven't really been doing that much anymore because it starts. I've been getting irritated with people, <laughs> but yeah, Vegas is a lot of fun because it's there's a good mixture of sober, drunk, crazy, yeah, um, street performers. Like there's a lot of stuff to watch. There are a lot of stuff and a lot of people and a lot of things to watch. Like when sure. we were there, some dude was streaming on Twitch live streaming. Oh yeah, we were crossing that bridge. Yep, and we met him, and I had never heard of him. I was like, "You got a lot of followers." He's like, "Yeah, we'll talk." And we talked about the company and stuff. And um, I was like, "You got a lot of followers," and I don't remember the number, but it was like he's like, "Yeah, there's probably." I mean, do you remember how many people he said were watching? Like thousands of people yeah, watching, watching while we were live streaming. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's you know stuff like that, and then. That song, The Rhythm of the Night, 
This is the rhythm of that's right, that yeah, song. Yeah. I like to play that song, but sing "Ladies of the Night" because there's a lot of ladies of the night there. There are a lot and, of folks um, handing out pamphlets. Yeah, for those things, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed going and the renting the supercar and driving. Just it's beautiful countryside just to go drive around, and we yeah. like to drive around through uh, Red Rock. I think it's called Red Rock Park, um, but you can go out to the Hoover Dam and yeah. I wish I would have had more time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we were there, um, but I, I think- was, I was being, I was overwhelmed by not just Vegas itself, but everything that Black Hat and DefCon had to offer. Yeah, it's two very overwhelming things if you've never done either of them. Yes. By themselves, let alone at the same time. <laughs> well, Black Hat was almost uh, like a full day event. I mean, we get there early in the morning, and then sure, yeah. And, and we were there. The, we were there for for work, you know, yeah. and so we're being paid by our employers to to do all that, and um, can't just necessarily go blow blow the day off and not do what you're there to do. Yeah. So there and was, we forget about it. We went every day. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun though. Yeah, uh, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was uh, not this last August, but the August before that. Because that was last when I year got canceled. Other company. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. All right. I one, don't think the new company would send me. One day we'll talk about the uh, conferences we're going to for. Yeah. Whiskey or yeah. other things. We're not meeting. For, not for somebody else. We've been invited. Um, to a couple as well. It's true. That'd be exciting. All over the world. Country. Not the world. <laughs> all over the country. Yeah, it's all over the world. Sounds fun. Yeah. It's good. We're international. But yeah, Vegas is a, is a cool spot, man. If um, I didn't, I don't think I knew that that was your first time there. You may have I, hidden that. I thought me. I told you that. I'm pretty certain I had. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I just like going. But I think there are, everything's at half capacity, half capacity still. Oh really? That being said, most states are finally repealing the the mask mandate. Right, I've been yeah. saying. Um, I actually saw a map this morning that said South Carolina no longer has one, which really? I found interesting. Um, yeah, show you right here. Raw horror. You know, it wouldn't surprise me because you know the, they kept extending the one that they had previously. <laughs> Purple states do not have a mask mandate. Really? That's what it says. I That's. Mean, this is the CBS, I think. That's interesting. Or the Washington Post, something like that. So is that just that it's not enforced? Not that that means it's reputable. Reputable. Well, say, yeah, <laughs> but what? A, so does that mean that it's not enforced by a state? Yeah, thing I think the state, it's, it's by city. The state or? doesn't care what you do. Yeah, which is the way it should be. The state shouldn't care what anyone does about um, anything. But no, but yeah. Well, either way, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna go to. Uh, Uncle V's for dinner on Sunday, and then uh, we're doing uh, Paris, some French place, the Eiffel Tower. I what I call okay, it. Uh, which made me think of something else, but did it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, the uh, yeah, so it's gonna be fun. But we're gonna go see Aaron, and uh, hopefully, he said we can come inside and look around. But we'll get some uh, video footage, and I'll put a little something something together. Yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, that's why we are pre-recording because I won't be here. He's gonna be week. doing donuts in Smoke Wagon's parking lot, hopefully making smoky, making smoke at Smoke Wagon. Mm. Whether he is there or not, I mean, I have, I he knows I'm coming, and we haven't agreed meeting time. Oh, you do? 
But even if he isn't there, I'm still going to do donuts in his parking lot. You have a message saying you could? Yeah, I do. He said I could. It's actually on our, on our Instagram. Good for you. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm yep. jealous. Should be. The closest thing that I think Jessica and I are going to have to a vacation is the WLS weekend. Which will be fun. It's going to be a good time, I think. We have an open seat now. Dun, dun, dun. Who are you going to invite? My boots. Your boots? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to invite anybody because it actually wasn't an open seat. Because we bought a table. Right, yeah, yeah. That table seats eight, and I, I think that that we have eight now. When I think Jacob was nine. We were just going to okay. pull up an extra chair. Gotcha. So now we're actually obeying the rules. I see. But yeah. Who else is coming then? It's just me, you, the, the wives. Livingstons. The Livingstons. And it's Brian six. Powers. Oh, that's right. Brian. And his wife. I forgot Brian's wife. Yep. And you've never met him, have you? Nope. I guarantee you guys have been in the same place. Like he probably went to Dubs on the Lake and, you know, those oh, car yeah. shows we used to go to. Yeah. He was probably there. Okay. You know, I met. He's probably been to some drop job events. Probably. I, you know, I met. Have I ever told you a story how I met him? It's actually a really good story. No. It's you a, tell. It's a violent story. Oh. So buckle up, kids. Um, we were in Ocean City, Maryland, and it was probably two in the morning. And this, uh, a lot of good things happen in Ocean City at two <laughs> <Right>. in the morning. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how Brian ended up in front of me, but I think that there was something going on, like confrontation wise, with someone. And he jumped this fence into our hotel parking lot. And I remember thinking, like, I like this dude. As soon as I saw him, I was like, I like this guy. And so, if people don't know, Brian Powers, is, he was pro staff in one of our other companies, and he's a brand ambassador for us as well. Right. And uh, he makes. Our skull mount, um, the skull mount wood pieces, he's making those right now and selling them. Um, he's up in West Virginia. But anyway, this uh, Russian guy like came down and was started talking some trash. And so Brian wasn't having it. And uh, Brian's a pretty big dude. And <laughs> this guy, he kind of got in Brian's face. And, and he had somebody had thrown a beer bottle or something, so it was broken glass on the ground. Brian picked this dude up. And then body slammed him on the ground, but he landed on that beer bottle and it scared the guy because he was bleeding quite a bit and he took off running. So Brian is following this blood trail, trying to find this guy to like, I don't know, keep fighting him. Right. That's <laughs> So that's the first time I met Brian Powers and we've known each other since then. And that was probably 2005, 2006, maybe. Yeah. And we've been friends. That's I met him. That's how I met him. And we've been friends since. He's one of the few people that I actually talk to on a pretty regular basis. That's that's a great story. Yeah. It's a wild story. Don't remember why any of it was going down. Of course That's not. just what it was. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, he body slammed some dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, man. So back to whiskey and whitetail. <laughs> the whiskey. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Um, we need to get ten into... Ten wood drink again. The woods. We say we're going to do this every year. What's that? Get into the woods early and clear some stuff and hang some stands. I mean, we're probably 20 days from hot. Yeah. And I've... Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. But yeah. 
we can continue that conversation off the line. But I do need to go move some things. For good? Remains to be seen. If you're out, I'm out. I'm begging for a reason to be out. I know. It's just so convenient for so many things. It's not anymore for me. I get that. 100% get that. I only go because you go. You could 100% go as a guest. Of? Me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. But that was supposed to be our whitetail conversation, but I guess we're not having it. Are we going to have a whitetail conversation? What do you want to talk about? Well, that's what I was going to talk about was going out there and, and doing stuff. Yeah, we do need to do that. Um, we need to do it, though, within the next couple, couple of weeks because turkey season starts the 20th and people will be out there running around chasing turkeys. Yeah. Are you going to chase turkeys this year? I am, and I have a reason why. You want to talk about it? I do. Whiskey, whitetails, and turkeys. So. And wood ducks. When, <laughs> and elk. Yeah. When you're in the turkey woods. Which woods are those? The woods where the turkeys are. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so how I was thinking about turkey season and how it relates to deer season. And there's actually a lot of ways where why hunting turkey is a good time to also be focused on whitetail. Because you're in the woods all, depending on how you hunt turkeys, you're in the woods a lot. Most of the morning, sometimes all day. It just depends on how you like to hunt and what you're doing. You cover a lot of ground. Acres and acres and acres. Hundreds of yards, square square miles. I don't know. Hundreds of squares of miles? Hundreds of yards. Okay. Square yards. I don't know. A lot. A lot of acres. You, you cover a lot of ground, damn it. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you're covering a hun- hundreds of square miles. No, but you are covering a lot of miles on foot. Sure. Uh, is what I was trying to say. Anyways. <sighs> Semantics. When you're hunting turkeys, I often, when I'm hunting turkeys, I'm hunting turkey, but I'm also thinking about whitetails. Thinking about whitetail season. Because you can't help but notice stuff related. One, you're, you'll see deer oftentimes, um, depending on how you set up and what you're, how you're hunting. Because you can, there's different ways to hunt. You can... Uh, run and gun you can just sit and call you can set up decoys you can use a blind it's there's a myriad of options all of them offer in one way or another uh, some opportunity to see or observe deer movement deer sign uh, things that you can utilize to help plan for your upcoming deer season sure so on our website for those that aren't aware we have a journal where we write and post blog post for uh Whiskey-related things and, and whitetail-related things. This past week, I posted a uh, post about um, scouting for deer during turkey season. So some of the things I talk about in that article are using um, trails that you see. So when you're hunting turkey, you're walking around the woods, you are going to inevitably come around, across game trails. It's particularly useful if you're hunting an area you're not familiar with, like public land. But identifying game trails, uh, leaving a mark, you know, getting an idea of which direction the game trail is going, and maybe putting that on a a, uh, GPS, like Onyx or whatever your favorite GPS thing is, so that you start to get a 
an idea of where these trails are at. Um, and then taking a look to see if they're active trails and what's on them. You know, do you see deer tracks or not? Um, also looking for, uh, rubs and scrapes. Now, rubs and rubs and scrapes are used, uh, a lot during the rut, especially rubs, scrapes, uh, they have found or used kind of all throughout the year, sort of a calling card, yeah. a, a kind of a, like a message communication board. You know, message board. Uh, but the location of those is indicative of obvious deer sign, especially if you find a rub line or a, um, a scrape line where there's a lot of it going on in an area. It's very indicative of an active area. So again, another opportunity to put a pin down and say, hey, here's a number of scrapes, a uh, number of rubs, uh, a combination thereof. And Look at where they're at. Are they far off from the same game trail you were just looking at? Are they near a food source or a water source? Um, the other thing is when you're hunting, especially when you're doing what uh, I refer to as running and gunning. So you get in the woods in the morning, you set up where you think there's going to be turkeys or maybe where you roosted some turkeys the night before, which we'll talk about is my last point. Uh, you get in there and you you hunt and it doesn't go the way you thought it was. So you get up, you put your decoy in your bag, and you start walking around calling and trying to elicit a call or a response from a, from a gobbler so you can go find them. Right. So you're walking around or running and gunning. It's called running and gunning. It's fun. It's it's active. You're up moving around. That's where you use the alcohol, right? The what? The alcohol, Patrick always talks about. Uh, so the alcohol is useful first thing in the morning yeah. um, or in the evening whenever you're trying to uh, roost birds or okay. roost, roost turkeys. Um, and I'll get to why that can be useful for, for deer scouting as well. Uh, but when you're running and gunning, you're often trying to get to where you're hearing turkeys call. So you're walking through a lot of sometimes thick stuff, this, that, and the other. Uh, it's not uncommon to find yourself standing amongst a bedding area. So again, another good opportunity to mark a pin yeah. and say, okay, this is a deer bedding area. So, you know, over the course of a, Turkey season, as you identify game trails and what directions they seem to be going, you identify maybe food sources as you're walking around. You know, you identify a creek or um, uh, sort of a swampy area where there's a lot of standing water that they can drink from, uh, bedding areas as well as scrape and rub lines. You look at an overhead picture of that piece of, let's say, public land, and then you look at those mat those little pins that you've dropped for those various things you can start to get a pretty good picture of where the deer are living, where they're moving, uh, where they're going to want to go different times of the day for food or for water. And then that's where roosting birds comes into play. So when roosting turkeys, you go out in the evening uh, before dusk uh, and you call for turkeys and you try to get close to where they are. Uh, and the idea is that you time it right and continue to call, uh, sometimes using the owl call to elicit a shot gobble from, from turkeys. Uh, and locate where they are in the tree because yeah. they they'll then sleep you know in the tree. Come back. You know exactly where yeah. to come back the next morning. Well, the nice thing about that time of day is that that is the time of day at dusk where deer yeah. begin to become more active. So when you're roosting birds, if you're quiet and observant, you can also pick up on how deer are moving in that area sure. and start to understand maybe where they're moving at dusk. Um, so when, when you're roosting turkeys and you see deer moving at dusk in a particular area that's maybe between a bedding area that you found and a food source, you know that you may have just identified a good staging area or a good area to set up 
a stand and catch those deer and transition between those two areas. Um, so it just being observant about what's going on with deer in that area that you're hunting or whether you're familiar with the area yet or not during turkey season is a great way to get the intel you need to either plan for what you're going to be doing this next season or um, make adjustments to what you did the previous year. How about our uh, snakes during? How about snakes during turkey season? Yeah. Down here, they can be pretty bad. Um, Because it's kind of like the... It's like when they're waking up. Yeah. So I have for sure uh, seen more snakes uh, in all the hunting activities that I've done. I've seen more snakes while actually turkey hunting than I've seen with while doing any other hunting activity. That being said, I've seen more venomous snakes during deer season than I have during turkey season. That's not everybody's experience. Um, our friend that we mentioned uh, the last podcast, where we talked about Ryan two Kirby. Podcasts. The last two. We yeah, m- he, mentioned Kyle. The thing he killed that was like the size of my thigh. Yeah, so he killed that. Um, he woke, he got into the woods dark. They had roosted some some turkeys the night before. Uh, got in, got set up on a tree, um, nice and comfy, waited for the sun to come up, started calling. Um, as the sun was up and finally got up bright enough to where you could see what the heck was going on and you could actually see around you, he looked over to his side uh, to find himself having been sitting the entire time next to a giant uh, cane break rattlesnake. And it was it was like the size of someone's leg. The thing was huge. Yeah. The, the picture. It's, I saw it's, the picture. Its body anyway. was easily the size of my forearm. I don't have huge. I'm not a huge yeah. bodybuilder, but I mean, a snake that big. Yeah. It was very large. No, thanks. He was holding it up with a two by four and it was still dragging the ground. Yeah. It's a big boy. <laughs> uh, he killed it with a tur- turkey load and a shotgun, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the bigger, not, I don't know if it's the biggest, one of the biggest snakes killed out there for sure. Rumor has it, it was killing bucks. Is that what they said? That's what the, somebody started the rumor. Yeah, it probably was. I don't know who started. That's why there's no no big bucks out there. Yeah, that's why there's no big bucks out there because <laughs> the cane break was killing them. <laughs> I thought it was just a regular Diamondback. It might have been a Diamondback. Yeah. It, it, what, we I don't have, know if the cane breaks get that big, do they? I don't know. I know we have them both around here. I well, just, I've seen cane breaks here, but I've never seen one that big. That big? I don't know. But um, I've seen Diamondbacks that close to that big. What's the other name for cane break? Rattlesnakes. That's all I know that no. it's called. Um, There's the Eastern Diamondback and a cane break. Cane breaks are like, they look timber. like timber. Oh, timber I've heard, yeah. heard it called that. Pretty sure it's the same thing. It's like a half black, half. Yeah, it's got a real dark color to yeah. it. Still just as nasty though. Yeah. When we, I don't know, when I lived in that townhome in Goose Creek. Yeah, yeah. I was like when I first moved here. There's a power lines over there and I, I found one in there. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Layla found a copperhead in the backyard here. Um which was not fun. I actually killed uh, David, his Doberman. Yeah. The copperhead. Really? Yeah. It's weird. You, if, if you read up on it, a lot of dogs don't die from yeah, copperheads. They don't. Humans don't really anymore either. They, they kind of, you get, they treat it like bee stings. Yeah. But, uh, unless it's a really bad bite. The one that concerned me with, with her is that Layla is, you got kids. Man. Well, I got kids. So having them around yeah. the house is not cool. That's the second copperhead that we've had here at the house fourth or fifth snake um there's been a couple that if, if jessica's listening to this now that i don't think i told her because <laughs> i didn't <laughs> want to freak her out too bad uh they're harmless snakes but snakes nonetheless it's weird they're actually um do you know what a eastern 
king snake yeah. is the stripe it looks they like a coral actually snake. shake their tail like a rattlesnake so the the, the this is the one so there's there's different types of coral, uh, not coral snake but king snakes but this yeah. one is the one that's banded and, and looks just like right the coral snake it's 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 but uh, the colors are in different it's red order. on black right red on black friend of jack red on yellow kill a fellow exactly so I saw one in the backyard a while back. It got away under the fence. No big deal. They're harmless. Yeah. So, I, But I have found two dead in the yard that were half pulled into a hole in the ground. Huh. I don't know if they're coming out of the ground and getting stuck. I don't know. I'm not aware of them being like... Ground snakes. T- tunneling snakes. I don't know. Or if it's some, some kind of little bug or critter because they're not very big. I mean, like I'm talking five inches. Yeah. I wonder if there's some critter that's some crawfish grabbing it and p- pulling it into the ground. And it's getting stuck and then they're just leaving it there because it's wild. The, the both of them that I found have been like a few inches pulled into the into the dirt, into the ground, under the grass, hmm. and dead. It's, it's really yeah, weird. I don't know. So um, maybe you have like wolf spiders. So. Those are even more scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So that's what I don't know how we got. Oh, we're talking about snakes and turkey yeah. hunting. Yeah. There's lots of snakes. Uh, I always hunt. During turkey season with snake boots on. That's yeah. a that's a must. And I'm super paranoid about where I sit. Um, if I tr- if I roost birds and I know where I'm going to come set up the next day, I will often, while I'm there that night, I will brush away leaves and pine needles and everything away from where I'm going to sit for two reasons. One, I can sit down and move without making as much noise with leaves rustling around. Yeah. And two, it's much easier to see if something else has decided to take up yeah. Uh, that real estate when I get back. So the you next don't morning. bring a chair. You just sit on the ground. Um, I, I so the turkey vest I have has a like a padded chair that slides. Yeah, down. I I so I that. use that. Um, I do have a chair, a turkey chair that I use sometimes if I'm hunting. Um, sometimes I'll have a place where I'm just not in the mood to go running around the woods. I want to set up a a blind in an area I know turkeys frequent and just call. And just see yeah. what happens. Just be in the woods and kind of just enjoy the weather. So I have a chair I'll bring. It's kind of a lounge chair. Um, it allows you to sit low to the ground. Uh, put up like I have this um, kind of a portable blind. It's just a series of stakes with uh, kind of a feathery fabric that runs in between them. So I can sort of set up a semicircle around me yeah. um, within the within the a tree line. Set that chair up and just chill. Um, Maybe I'll hang out in the woods for a few hours and hope to kill a bird. But... Um, and for those wondering, I'm asking because I don't turkey hunt. I, I fish. I fish in the spring. In the spring, yeah. This year, you should come with and film as I bring in a bird and kill a bird with our new turkey calls. Yeah, I think that that's probably going to happen. It'll be fun. I just It was one more thing for me to spend money on, and, I, and it's like yeah, well, I have all this fishing equipment. I just might as well just keep fishing. Yeah. Good, now luck. I have- Good luck getting through this turkey season not wanting to get behind a gun. Yeah. Well, now I it's own fun. like 15 turkey calls. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. But yeah, so that's that's coming up soon. I'm actually excited about it. It's turkey hunting's fun because um, it's active. You know, yeah. like, like I love, I, as much as I love the stealth and quiet sort of way you have to be with whitetail hunting, um, you have to be quiet and stealthy with turkey as well. They see incredibly well. Uh, so you have to be very well camouflaged and, and everything. But I like the fact that you can get up, you can interact with the animal by calling. You know, you yeah. can, it's a, it's a little bit of a chess match, especially if you get a bird that's 
particularly stubborn. They don't necessarily always want to cross certain areas. You know, if they hear a hen call that you're making and they gobble back, uh, they may look to see that that hen is meeting them halfway in the travel. So they may get stuck by a, a certain geographical um, characteristic and not want to, they call it being hung up. So they might get hung up on a ridge line or hung up on a creek and they, they can, they're perfectly capable of jumping a crossing over, but they've just decided they're going to be stubborn and they've come that far. They're going to hang out and wait to see what yeah. comes their direction. So you got it's a it's a cat and mouse game. It ends up being mm. a lot of fun to play. Um, and if you have someone in the woods that you um, trust and can be safe with, you can sp- split up a little bit with an eye shot and and work a bird from different directions. Do things like uh, have a person call from twenty yards back so that that turkey thinks he has a little ways to travel before he needs to stop and wait to see what he sees. Meanwhile, he doesn't realize he's getting ambushed 10 yards yeah. within, within the shooter, things like that. You can have some fun with it. So, hmm. so that they, they, um, male turkeys, they make more noises than just the, that, that the gobble. Yeah. The gobble. Yeah. So they, they make like a spit, the spit and drum. Yeah. So that's and, part of whenever they're strutting, they yeah. inflate their, their body. I don't know all the so biology behind it. Chirps and stuff. Is that mostly females or the males can make that sound? Too? Uh, the males will make kind of the little, um, they'll make the little putting noises and things like that as well. But you'll hear a lot of those things from um, the purrs and the clucks and things that you'll hear a lot of that vocalization from the hens, hmm. um, especially because they're to, when they're together because the hens will hang out a lot together. Um, and so when you, when you, well, when you do that, when you make those calls, sometimes you'll have a uh, a very dominant female come in and be kind of like puffed up, similar to the way a uh, a tom will, mm-hmm. almost in a in a form like, "Hey, who's this other who's this other bitch around here?" This is this is my yeah. territory. So um, a tom is a Jake. Nope, Tom and Jake are both males. A Tom is a mature male, and a Jake is a young male. Gotcha. You, you can tell by their um, generally the length of their beard, yes, um, and the shape of their fan. That fan that you see right there is uh, uh, a Ooh. Tom. Okay. So that's a mature bird. Um, if it were a Jake um, on the fan, the probably f- first five to six feathers on either side would be a little bit shorter. So that when they when they're fanned uh, out, yeah. it kind of comes like this, and then I've it drops seen it down. Like that, yeah. So that's a Jake. That's how you can tell. Gotcha. If you can't, if they're not strutting, because sometimes they don't always strut. Um, if you're not sure, if you're going to take a shot, their beard will stick out like it, it, it's not long enough to hang. It just kind of sticks out like a little penis in the middle of their chest. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting to see. It just looks like a like a little, yeah. just like a little, yeah. And so, it's, and when I say it's, it's it's short, like it just looks like a little, you know. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the turkey equivalent of a teenager running around with a scruffy beard that hasn't come in all the way. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's just it, it is what it is. So that's what that's what a tom looks like versus a. So a how Jake. often do you see the double and triple beards? So I've seen a double beard in person twice. Does um, that mean anything, or it's just the? It's bird just genetics. Just the way that yeah. that they've they've grown. You can find uh, uh, hens, females that have beards too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's just a weird thing. I don't really know the whole all the biology behind it. Yeah, maybe I'll wondered. look it up and follow up later on our other our turkey podcast. Yeah, we don't have a turkey podcast, but we have a business partner that gets annoyed if we don't talk about if we don't stay on brand. On brand. 
Stop talking about things that aren't whiskey or whitetails. Yeah, well, we make turkey calls, so this is on brand for us right yes, now. <laughs> right now. We are in turkey season, or approaching, quickly approaching. How much are those turkey calls? They are ninety nine ninety nine. Handmade? Handmade, bourbon barrel. Hand- right now, they're all Maker's Mark barrels. Yep. Um, they are hand-turned by a custom call maker. Yep. Um, and, in fact, the calls that he made, he's made um, some, not all of them, but I think a one or two of them that he has made from for us or with our with our barrels uh he has submitted to the national wild turkey federation grand national call making championship that's correct so anyone who has spent any amount of time um interested in turkey calls um and the 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 dozens of different types that there are and i'll call it an art the art of turkey calling yes um is probably heard of or seen videos of these grand national uh, turkey calling uh, championships where folks get up and compete in different divisions, actually calling turkeys. Um, they There's all sorts of different classes and what they're required to do. Um, very interesting stuff, and it's really cool to hear these, these, these folks um, make call. But part of that competition is also call making, uh, and folks enter comp- uh, calls that they make into the competition and – um, the gentleman who makes our cars, our calls, Jacob, um, has submitted some some calls for that competition. So I'm excited to see how how he does. Yeah, I need to follow up on that. I haven't. Um, I look when he first submitted, I looked it up because you can go yeah. to their website. I looked it up today. Um, oh, and, you did. And and they were, I think they were under some. Uh, they weren't sure if they were going to have it this year because of the covid uh but i just looked it up before you got here and they are going forward with the competition i think they're still working out details of how they're going to do the logistics of it and nice number of people they're going to be allowed to because generally the way it goes is i think they have it in do i want to say it was nashville or atlanta uh and it's they it's a huge convention it's like like we were talking about black hat uh, or whatever it's it's a huge they like shot yeah um, i mean it's a huge convention a couple of hotels, they take over a huge convention center and it's just all kinds of industry stuff. And when our economy and our country gets back to being freaking normal, we'll be going to those things. Uh, yeah, that we will. Cause we, uh, we both enjoy going to shows and learning stuff. Um, we do it for our jobs currently. And um, it's a good way to be part of the community and get in and really learn what's coming. What's you're always going to walk away with something, you know, yeah, there's always something to learn, something yeah. to uh, to you know, people to network with, to talk talk to. There's no way you could know everything. It's not possible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but let's um let's um let's see if I have anything on uh, on the social media to address. Well, we just did the uh, February giveaway. Um, Anchor, oh, that's right. Yeah, Anchor yeah, yeah. Grain one. Yeah, that was cool. Um, it's pretty easy. It's you use uh, hashtag whiskey and whitetails in your post, and every time you do it, you get added to um, the giveaway. So every post with our hashtag, and uh, you're likely the only one that even knows you're doing it. It's, we're not making you uh, tag people and, and tell Correct. everybody. It's just something you're doing. So right, um, and most people use hashtags. So to to add ours to yours uh, to your little hashtag strategy, you know. Easy peasy. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't cost you anything. If you have a Twitter, go add us on Twitter. Twitter. Or we're making tweets. Yeah. Cool. We're tweeting stuff. We're tweeting. Trying to. 
it's a weird platform. It's very. I wouldn't mind getting uh, in there and just doing like drunk tweets. We'll talk more offline. It's a weird <laughs> platform. Like it's yeah. just I don't know, man. It's social media sometimes doesn't feel very social. I guess in the in the right ways. What do you mean? I just mean that like. Social media these days, everybody seems to be jockeying for some sort of position, and it's not—it's not social. It's—it's all—I don't know. It just all seems sometimes very fake. It seems to me like people always want to talk shit. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Like we we get comments all the time that, like we got one yesterday. Um, I'm not even going to address it, but the one I sent you on oh, yeah. YouTube post. It's like whatever. Nothing better to do. You know, I went in and just said something clever and witty. We're going to stop getting upset about it is what's going to happen. I don't, I don't respond. I mean, unless it's, I don't know. It takes a lot of thought energy and brain power Instagram to. Instagram isn't like that. Instagram isn't, no. Like Instagram, we have pretty good reactions. Everybody's friendly and nice and yeah. no one really. But it's like Facebook, which is funny because Instagram, you can hide behind a username. Nobody knows who you are. But Facebook, yeah. like your name's attached to it. Right. So you get in there and start talking shit on Facebook. People just think you're an asshole. Yeah. I think one of the. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't either. Whatever. All right. Well, let's go uh, take this barrel apart. Yeah, we got um, some things to do. Um, I want to do a TikTok, TikTok, TikTok I do, dance. Uh, not the dance. Oh man, I really want to see you do TikTok dances. I, I think it'd be funny. I'll uh, I'll pass. But I would like to do a TikTok where where you take the barrel apart. And then hit it with the saw and then throw it in the jig and I'll kind of like film from below so you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it the material and then hit it with a torch and make a cocktail out of it all in so one. So beginning to, beginning that'd to be end. cool. Yeah. And a ticket tock. And then you can transfer that over to, uh, what do they call it on Instagram? We're such good. We're so good at this. TikTok. A reel. A reel. Yeah, reel. All right. Well, let's. Let's really, let's really get off of this and yeah, uh, go right. do some productive stuff. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. We'll catch you on the next one. Until then, uh, drink safe. Oh, oh, yeah, real fast. Let's let's roll it back. Roll it back. Until then, everybody, drink safe. Smell good and drive sober. Drive sober. Whiskey white tails. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>